Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us today for this edition of Columbia Chronicles. If you're interested in learning more about our community and how it works, you've come to the right place. It's your chance to better understand how the news may affect you and your life. And all it takes is about five minutes of your time. Today's topic revolves around health and public safety in the Midlands. Young people often think that they're invincible. Sure, life has its stressful moments, college isn't easy, and life loves to throw curveballs at you. But 22-year-old Allie Brunning never expected life to take the turn it did about a year and a half ago. Have you ever had that gut feeling that something is just not right? Well, early in 2019, I started to have that feeling. I began to feel pain deep inside my right hand. It started out subtle, as if my hand was just achy. One night, I woke up in the middle of the night because the pain was so intense. I knew something was really wrong. I made an appointment at the orthopedist at MUSC, assuming I strained something. When the doctor looked at my x-ray, his facial expression completely changed. As I began to ask, is something wrong? He said, could you give me a moment to look at something? And walked out of the room. Minutes went by. It felt like hours. Then the door creaked open again, and there was the orthopedic oncology team in my room. The oncologist turned the screen to me so I could see my x-ray for the first time. And there it was. My 22-year-old hand with a bone tumor stretching from the tip of my pinky and spreading down into my wrist. Initially looking at the x-rays, doctors didn't know how serious my case was. The question was, Is my bone tumor a low-grade bone cancer, or is something much worse? It ended up being a chondrosarcoma bone tumor, which is the second most common type of bone cancer. It is extremely rare to have it in the hand. Less than 3% of this type of bone cancer is actually even found in a hand. Thinking back to that moment, I didn't feel scared, or sad, or anything at all. I just remember hearing the sound of my heart beating. None of it seemed real. It was like I was dreaming. All I wanted was for someone to wake me up. Reality quickly started to swirl all around me as discussion of chemotherapy, radiation, donors, or in the worst case option, amputation was presented to me. The first best option in my case was using a donor. The thought of having an organ or tissue donor was something that never crossed my mind. But I later learned that more than 145 million people have registered to be organ donors. Unfortunately, this is not nearly enough to meet the needs of most Americans. In July of this year, I was made aware that my donation was going to come from a cadaver donor. This means that my donor was no longer living. Surgery consisted of taking the entire inside of my bone from the top of my pinky down to my wrist out and replacing it with my donor's. Although I thought my donor situation was pretty rare, it turns out that most organ and tissue donations occur after the donor has passed away. However, some organs, including a kidney or part of a liver or lung, and tissues can be donated while the donor is still living. There are about as many living donors every year as there are deceased donors. This diagnosis and surgery wasn't only hard on myself. It was also hard on my sister, who has always tried to protect me from everything. My immediate thoughts were to be strong for Allie so that she wouldn't feel any sort of pain or worry. 
But on my end of it, of course, I'm very worried and hoping for the best results, but also preparing for the worst. Thankfully, Allie had really good results after her surgery, and she was able to go right into recovery. I think Allie will have a lot of opportunity to shine her light and her story for years to come and be motivation to many who might be going through the same experiences. I'll never know who my donor was or what kind of life they lived, but where their story ended, they allowed mine to keep going. I'm forever grateful to that person and to their family for giving me that gift. As you contemplate whether or not to check off the organ donor box while applying for your real ID, perhaps consider this Dr. Seuss quote. To the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. For more information about becoming an organ donor, go to organdonor.gov. For Columbia Chronicles, I'm Allison Bruning. Columbia Chronicles provides in-depth coverage of news and issues important to the greater Columbia community. It's produced through a partnership between the University of South Carolina's School of Journalism and Mass Communications and Garnet Media Group. For a full transcript of today's episode, go to www.garnetmedia.org podcasts or www.garnetmedia.org Columbia Chronicles.